Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I had already mentioned this on Twitter and uh, the topic for today will simply, well, or controversially, be on the conflict that's taking place in Israel currently. Well, Israel-Gaza, the Israel-Gaza conflict, or you can, some people call it the Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, So this is something that's close to my heart and uh, something I have had interest in and followed up on since 2013 um, when when I came across it rather. Um, Before that, I really didn't know much. Maybe the only attachment or um, idea I had of Israel was from, of course, my Christian upbringing um, under Bible uh, where Israel's talked about. Um, later on, of course, in about, I think in 2013, a lot of things changed for me in 2013. Um, but um, yes, I just started reading more and learning more and going into depth into many things regarding pharmaceuticals, for example, health-related issues, uh, sometimes, of course, including political issues. Um, uh, more recently, of course, with the red pill, that's with regards to men, uh, then, of course, learning about what's far right and far left and all those things, feminism and the motive behind all these movements like Black Lives Matter and and what we have been shown to be what's right um, that may actually not be as right or what we've been conditioned to believe as right but might not actually be the right way to go. Okay, so the Israel-Gaza, Israel-Palestine conflict has been a long, would I say long debated, but long also controversial subject. Uh, if you see what's going on on Twitter currently, you see a lot of um, hashtags, especially on Free Palestine. Very rarely, very rarely will you see news uh, or people standing on the side of Israel and speaking up for what's going on there. Now, on a very basic level, a very, very basic level, um, nobody enjoys death. Nobody enjoys seeing death. Nobody enjoys seeing people being killed, um, no matter the circumstance. Uh, though the matter of fact is death or killing is necessary at some stages in certain circumstances. And uh, a lot of people who come up to act morally superior often are the worst perpetrators of such crimes. And I will explain why, maybe as as I, I as I talk on this issue, maybe you'll pick up why I say what I say. Um, so where does this whole thing start? Uh, basically, for those who maybe want to go into reading about history and all, um, Israel has been a nation that has been around for a very very long time. One of the the few nations you can say has been destroyed and come back destroyed and they come back destroyed and they come back targeted and they come back and their history has been plagued by similar incidents like what we're seeing now uh, with the romans uh, with different uh, with the babylonians with different nations that conquered them um, and tried to destroy them and eventually the nations that tried to conquer them and destroy them ended up um, the ones that were destroyed and I think history is going to repeat itself, though that's, of course, something we are going to stand and uh, watch if we are still 
alive to see it. Um, but generally, the the more closer history or the more relevant history to this whole subject is this dispute around land. Uh, when when you go back, I think as far as I think it's one thirty five A.D. Um, the Romans had conquered Israel. They had taken over Israel. And one of their emperors called Emperor Hadran um, renamed Israel, uh, I think the, the Judea, Samaria, uh, and a couple of other territories that were Israelite. He renamed the whole place Syria, Palestina. Uh, this is something, this is a fact that is often missed or not talked about when this whole Palestine and Israel conflict issue comes up. So for a long time, uh, if you go into Google and look for where these lands were, I mean, some of the disputed territories, for example, include some of the places I've mentioned. Uh, when you go into Google and find out what areas these were in terms of Emperor Hadran's time, you will find that it covers much of what Israel is and, of course, some that is not with Israel or currently recognized as Israel currently. Uh, fast forward a bit further, uh, the British had had uh, uh, had taken over, of course, the area of Israel. This is during the, the two, I think the two world wars, uh, during the, the second or before, well, during the second world war, as many of you are, I think, aware, uh, Germany uh, specifically targeted Jews, uh, trying to eliminate them through the Holocaust and uh, gassing them and uh, killing them in different and very terrifying ways. And uh, over time, uh, a lot of the Jewish population had been eliminated. Uh, of course, some survived. I think the, the, the numbers are at about 6 million Jews plus were killed during the Holocaust. And of course, many were during that time on the run and going into different countries in Europe, in the U.S., um, different places where they sought solace for a time until everything died down. In about, I think, 1948, um, the British uh, had, I think, created either mandate, I think through the Balfour Declaration around that time, where they, they wanted to create a state for the Jewish people. And when you go back into the, the background of all this, is that uh, as some Jews were returning to this land, um, most of it was actually bare. It was not full of Arabs, as many people will tell you. There were some Arabs, but it was not full of them in every place. Um, on, on doing this, on some Israelites returning and uh, uh, Britain trying to well, create an independent state for the Israelites and also the Arabs, um, the Arab countries that surrounded Israel decided to go to war because they hated the idea of the Israelites even existing or even having an independent state. And part of that is what you hear uh, talked about, what, what they call the Nakba, which some people say was a forced migration of Arabs out of the Jewish homeland, uh, which was not really true as people might suspect. Yes, it was a forced migration, but it was not because the Jews were kicking Arabs out. It was because the Arab nations surrounding them who wanted to go to war warned the Arabs that were still in that land to move before the wars started, 
before they started a war against Israel. And um, yes, in in uh, pursuance or in belief in what the other Arab nations wanted to do, many of the Arabs that were there decided and chose of their own volition to leave. And they sold land to some of the Israelites that are there now and left the place. Um, if history serves me right, I think, of, uh, not think, I'm actually sure, uh, that war was uh, lost by by the Arab nations that decided to fight against Israel. Uh, not so far along, I think in 1967, I think the Six-Day War, uh, the Arab countries again surrounding Israel tried again uh, with a couple of others and still lost. Um, and in that process, Israel did take over some territories, territories I think, which they call now is it disputed territories. Um, um, and those areas are under the, 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 the protection, I'd say, of Israel currently. Um, why, uh, what, what has led to where we are now? Um, if, you, if you follow up on how this whole conflict has gone, you'll find that in many cases Israel has offered land, which land they actually won through conquest as well in these wars that took place. Um, has offered land to the Arabs for peace. They have refused on several occasions. Many of the leaders of the PLO of Hamas have refused these lands and as an offer of peace uh, at all occasions with, with Yasser Arafat um, and, and all the leaders that have followed. It has always been a no to anything that Israel tries to offer for peace. The most recent one, I think, was in 2008 when Israel unanimously left Gaza to, to Hamas, basically, because they're the ones that took over that place. They destroyed greenhouses. They destroyed a lot of settlements. Hamas uh, is who I'm speaking of, that the Israelites had actually established there that were actually helping those communities. Uh, but they destroyed all those. And of course, currently, when you look at how that place is run, how Gaza is run, you find a lot of infrastructures destroyed, no uh, lack of hospitals, the schools that exist that are there um, indoctrinate many of the children that grow up there to hate Israel, to hate Jews. Uh, if you do a couple of Google searches on such things, on the indoctrination that goes on in the UN schools there, you'll find a lot of disturbing information with regards to the indoctrination that these kids get from a very young age to hate the Jewish nation. Um, uh, of course, the <laughs> Gaza has just turned into a platform for rockets over the years. Um, last Just last week, um, I think about 2,000 rockets were fired into Israel, or more, 2,000 plus rockets were fired into Israel. And uh, as you would uh, expect, or at least when you know how this conflict works, mainstream media was extremely quiet about it. It was not spoken of until Israel decided to respond. Um, and then that's when you start seeing all these hashtags on free Palestine and all this stuff. Um, and if you have come to know anything about mainstream media, it is usually when main, mainstream media goes right, you need to go left. If it goes left, you need to go right. Or at least you need to investigate the opposite direction. And uh, I don't know why you find people who have some level, I'd say some reasonable level of of understanding who have 
who are reasonable on many topics, but when it comes to this issue, they just do not want to read. They do not want to discover, to find out what's actually going on. Uh, it's People simply sympathize with Palestine because it looks like they're the ones that suffer. So additionally, maybe to this thing, is for people who claim that Israel is an apartheid state. Now, I had the opportunity to live in South Africa, of course not during the time of apartheid, but I have met a couple of people who lived during that time, and um, they have shared some of those experiences they went through. When you compare <laughs> to what is happening in Israel, you will see a very stark, and I say stark, sig significant difference from what you hear about an apartheid state. Um, and when you compare and contrast it to what happens in the Arab states, you will see who actually hates the other very clearly. It's very vivid. It's very clear. Um, in Israel, their Neset, their, their parliament, has Arab people in their Neset, in their parliament, who can be elected as members of parliament. In their hospitals, they have Arab doctors um, who participate in their health sector, in their science sector, in their universities, in their army, you find Arabs as well. Arabs have most dissimilar rights, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of voting, in terms of anything that any other Israelite will get in Israel. But if you look for similar examples in the Arab countries, you'll find a very stark difference in that Israel Israelites are segregated against, but not just that, they are not welcome. Um, if you see the populations in the Arab states of Jews, you'll find that these populations significantly have reduced over time. Um, and this is due to, to the, to the um, what did I call it, due to the enmity um, towards them. And uh, that, that, that is very vivid. It's something that you don't even need to do too much research to figure out. Uh, the other thing as well is... Of course, how mainstream media responds to these issues. Um, you hear a lot about the bombings that are happening in, in, in Gaza, but you will not hear about the rockets that were fired for a whole week at Israel. You will not hear about the, the possible casualties that could have happened. Uh, one thing that mainstream media seems to focus on is that there are so many casualties that happen when it, it comes to the rockets fired or the responses that Israel has towards Gaza. And there, it's like saying, it's my fault that I have a good security system at home, that when a thief tries to approach it, he gets killed. And because the thief got killed and I didn't get killed, who, when they wanted to kill me, um, I'm the one who's at fault. And that's absolutely stupid when you think about it. So Israel has the Iron Dome that intercepts several of these rockets and, of course, tries to prevent casualties, although there are some casualties. On the other hand, when Israel actually responds, they do what they call roof-knocking. Um, and they also share information or distribute information in Gaza before they attack certain places. So, for example, this week I think there was a, a, a building that, that hosts Al Jazeera and a bunch of other things there um, that, was sub, that was targeted for, for housing uh, certain terrorist activities. And before it was, there was information provided to people who were there to evacuate. But, of course, knowing 
mainstream media they will not mention that um, additionally also uh, part of the tactics that Hamas uses is um, what they call human shields so instead of allowing civilians to leave these places where Israel has already given prior warning that they are going to aim at or attack in response to terrorist attacks they force people to remain so that they can increase their casualty count in terms of the news that's reported and paint Israel in a bad light. And these are all just tactics used to demonize this country, uh, to demonize Israel. Um, a very important thing also to add is that when you figure out the history of Palestine, like I said earlier, Palestine has nothing to do with the Arab world. The only Palestine that has existed in history, that is written, recorded in history, is actually the Jews. These are the Israelites, and that's under Emperor Hadran, who called, who used the term Syria-Palestina to try to take away the, the Jewish attachment or heritage to the land that they were on. Besides that, there is no other historical recording of Palestinians. There is no history of a currency. There is no history of a language. There is no history of a king. There is not one inch of history of those people. The reality is they are just Arabs who are from different countries, whether it's Egypt, whether it's Jordan, whether it's Syria, whether it's wherever else in the Middle East, who are being used as a front for the hatred that some of the Arab nations have against Israel in their quest to obviously destroy it. If you look at the motto for, I think, Hamas, it's, it's they love death as much as Israel loves life. And if that doesn't get your senses tingling, I really don't know what will. At the end of the day, I think conclusively, what I'd like to say is, of course, I, I would hate death on either side. I don't like seeing Palestine, well, Arabs dying, and I also don't want to be seeing Israelis dying. But when push comes to shove and you're placed at a point where you have to defend yourself, as a nation, as a person, you have to do what you have to do, whether it means destroying or killing other people. And from my perspective, I believe that Israel has been extremely lenient in their approach towards their enemies, doing roof knocks, doing uh, warnings to people to evacuate certain places, which is far from the same thing that Hamas is doing, that fires rockets indiscriminately into Israel. Yes, um, I think with that said, um, of course, much more can be said. But to keep this podcast, again, pint-sized and palatable, I'll say this is definitely not a complicated situation. I know one of the, I think it's it's probably Benjamin Netanyahu, their prime minister, who has said if, or I'm not, I'm not sure who did, but maybe one of the prime ministers of Israel who said if one day the Israelites put, uh, if one day, the Gazans put their their guns down. There would be no bloodshed, no war anymore. But if the Israelites put their guns down, there would be severe bloodshed. I'll leave you with that. Um, you're definitely free to disagree uh, or provide facts to the contrary. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening in once again. I hope this clears a bit for you. If not... Please do some digging on what I have shared and more and feel free to engage. Thanks for listening in. Cheers. Take care. Have a good Sunday.